I've never been very good at trivia. I've always envied those people that just walk around with facts in their head and just pop them out whenever someone randomly asks. We used to go to trivia nights when I was in seminary. There was a local vineyard next to uh, Mount St. Mary's in Maryland. And it was fun. On Tuesday nights, we would just get a group of guys together and go. We'd actually, we'd have a few different teams because there was a bunch of guys that were interested. And one time, I remember being invited on the A-team. Somehow, we developed this great team. You see, there's a lot of, there's a lot of unique talents whenever you get to the seminary, guys that come from all walks of life. And so this team consisted of a guy who majored in physics, and he knew all about technology and all things science. He also read comic books, so that was helpful as well. Then we had a guy who was a great historian. He just knew every single thing there ever is to know about history. And it was amazing um, how he could just pull out all these facts about history. He was also really into politics and current events, so that was helpful. Then we had a guy who was the sports fanatic. He knew all of the facts and the stats and the, the, the who's who in every single sport. And, um, and he was also into pop culture, so that was helpful as well. Then we had a guy that was well-read. He was into literature. Um, he's read every book that I've ever heard of, and he also was into the arts. So he knew a lot about music and even just um, other things that are related to the arts. And then there was me, who doesn't know anything about anything, so I was no help to the team. But somehow I got invited to the A-team, and so I was excited because I am competitive, and I was basically the encourager. I just encouraged and kept the spirits alive while we, um, we progressed in our trivia night. And man, our team was amazing. We just kept answering every single question, and somehow our team kept rising up with their unique... Uh, there was no single person on the team that knew everything, but... Between our team, there was always somebody that knew it. Never me, though. I never knew any of the answers. <laughs> Until there was one question. There was finally a question, and it went like this. Of all the states that start with M, what is the capital of the one that's fourth alphabetically? Ooh. And this was my time to shine, ladies and gentlemen, because in fourth grade at St. Leo Seton down the street for Grandparents' Day, the song that we sang to our lovely grandparents was the 50 states in alphabetical order. <laughs> and it's one of those skills that has come in handy never until now. And now I know how to say Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, and I got all the way down, and so I started reciting the 50 states in alphabetical order for my team. And they couldn't understand why I'm such a loser and why do I know these things. So then they, they, they were excited that I figured out that Michigan is the fourth M state. But I don't know the capital of Michigan. But fortunately, the history guy knew that it was Lansing. And so the capital of Michigan was Lansing. And we got the answer right. And I felt so excited to finally be a part of the team and to finally like contribute, to like have a role to play on the A-team. And we ended up winning that night, and that was the only time in my life I've ever won trivia night, and it was so much fun to be able to say that I participated, that they needed me, because if we wouldn't have got that answer right, we would have lost. But we all know how, how awesome.
awesome it is to be a part of a team, especially whenever the team is good, and especially whenever you feel like you have an important role to play on that team, especially if that role is unique. You, you feel a part of something greater than yourself, and you can accomplish something amazing, something that you wouldn't have been able to accomplish on your own. And today we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, and this is such a huge theme of what Pentecost is all about. We're celebrating the moment whenever the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead, 10 days after he ascended into heaven, and they're waiting in the upper room with Mary, their blessed mother, just waiting for God's grace to help them share the gospel in the world. And down comes the Holy Spirit and lights their hearts on fire. And uniquely, each one of them are given gifts for the spreading of the kingdom of God. And today in the second reading, St. Paul talks about how there are many gifts, many kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. That there are different forms of service, but the same Lord. But he says this, this is very important and interesting. He says, and to each one, to each individual, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for some benefit. Notice, St. Paul didn't say, only to the apostles is the manifestation of the Spirit given. Or, nor did he say, only to the priests is the manifestation of the Spirit given. He didn't say only to the moms who pray their rosaries. He didn't say only to the theology teachers at school. He said to each, to every single one. What he's talking about is the baptized believers. Anyone who's baptized, which I'm just going to guess is probably all of you, if not then at least the majority of you, are already baptized sitting in this room. Which means every single one of you, each, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to you. But then St. Paul says, for some benefit, for the building up of the kingdom of God, for the body of Christ, these gifts are not to be used selfishly, but for the church. The church articulates this as charisms. In the, in the tradition of the church, um, there's been a lot of talk about charisms, and, and there's also a lot of confusion about charisms. But at its core, what a charism is, is simply, it's just a Greek word meaning gift. It's, it means a spiritual gift given to a baptized member of the body of Christ. And if you're confirmed, which we have four people getting confirmed today. How awesome. If you're confirmed, these spiritual gifts are, in a sense, unleashed, ready to be used for the kingdom of God. But God spreads these gifts uniquely. There's no one person that has all of them. Why? Because God wants us to all be a part of the one team, the one body of Christ. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by the power of the Holy Spirit. But have you ever thought about your unique gifts? What are yours? What are your unique spiritual gifts that God has given you? What are the gifts that bring you joy whenever you serve others? 
You see, because it might not be exactly the same as someone sitting next to you. Maybe you find great joy and great fruitfulness by being the people person, the person that connects others. Or maybe you're the person that is uh, filled with empathy for others, and so you have a charism for caregiving. You can really connect with the suffering in others. Or maybe you're the person that makes people feel comfortable. You have the gift of hospitality. You know how to just make anyone at ease. Or maybe you're a behind-the-scenes kind of person. You like to organize, you like to clean, you like to set up, but not to be in, on, on center stage. Maybe you're filled with the gift of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Maybe you're a great teacher, a great defender of the faith, maybe a great preacher. Or maybe just something I didn't even explain yet, but because the Holy Spirit cannot be bound in its creativity. He has a unique role for each one of us. And you see, I could just come here today and just say, this is what we're going to do as a parish. And there's probably half of you that would, maybe not even half, but at least some of you would probably say, okay, I'm on board. But others might say, well, I don't know about that, Father. Because that, I just don't see how that lines up with my relationship with God. And what I'm acknowledging here is that each one of us has a unique role to play in the body of Christ. And if we each discover that unique role, then together we would have a clearer understanding of what the unique role St. Leo the Great Parish would play in the body of Christ. Because this parish is made up of a number of baptized Christians, each with unique gifts from God. Imagine if each of us discovered what our unique spiritual gifts were and discovered what our unique passion and dreams and hopes and, and calling from the Holy Spirit would be. Consider how unique and how clear it would be for us as a parish to understand what role we are to play in the body of Christ in the world. Because I firmly believe every single church parish has something unique about them. But it's the same Spirit and the same Lord that gives us this uniqueness. And so it's for that reason that I would like to hear from you I want to hear from you. What are you passionate about? What has God called you to? What are your hopes for this parish? What are the ways that you feel personally called to serve the kingdom of God? On the flip side, what do you need this church parish to be for you? How do you need this parish to look and to act and to feel in order to get your spiritual needs met. What has God put on your heart? We've created a survey for the whole parish to fill out. We've put this survey on our website. It's on our front page, stleolafayette.com. And it's some big picture questions. In fact, it's some questions that some of you may not be used to being asked. Maybe some of you have never been asked these types of questions before. But I believe it's important to ask you these questions. 
because it helps me understand a little bit more what's unique about us. So that together we can pray and discern and invite the Holy Spirit to descend upon us just like it did with the apostles in the upper room. So that together we can discover what God is calling us, St. Leo the Great Lafayette, right here. What is he calling us to do? Who is he calling us to be? We know a few things already. We have to be focused on Jesus. We have to be true to the teachings of the faith. Those things are easy, but, but more specifically, what is the unique personality of our parish? What are the unique ways that we are going to serve the kingdom of God? And it's for this reason that I really want you to fill out this survey so that together we can enter into a process of praying and asking the Lord to reveal to us what our role is. If you are able to use the internet, that is the best way for us to fill out this survey. Why? Because it takes time to compile all the data. And the internet helps us do that more quickly. So it's on our website. If you don't have internet, or you simply just can't figure out how to get it to work, we do have some in the back, um, hard copies for you to take. And you can bring that to church next weekend. You can drop it off by the office and we'll have, um, our staff will be happy to input that in online. But if you're able to do it online, that would really, really be helpful. But as we continue with this Mass, reflecting on the power of the Holy Spirit and the great gift that He is to us, I just invite you to consider what is your unique gifts given to you by God? What role is God asking you to play in His kingdom? And how does that match up with St. Leo the Great Parish. Amen.